Welcome to Into the Yes. I'm Marissa Fay, a functional nutritionist and holistic wellness practitioner. And I'm Jen Nickel, a movement witch and intuitive Reiki master. You are in the right place if you're ready to question society's wellness standards and prepared to be inspired to make changes that are right for you. Join us as we get into the yes. Let's go. Welcome back to Into the Yes. I am Marissa Fay. I'm a functional nutritionist. I'm joined by my dear friend and energy witch, Jen Nickel. Jen, say hi. hi. There. Movement specialist. Movement specialist. And yeah. which I call and myself witch. a movement witch. Yeah. Just basically you're an energy body movement maestro. Oh, I like that. Right? Yeah. Something a little different. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's all code for like fitness instructor, but I it don't is, like those words right? because they come with a. But when you hear fitness instructor, you think of like Tracy Anderson. Yeah. Or Jane Fonda or. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the, the OG. Mm-hmm. Yep. Totally. So today. We're going to talk about how we get sick, but specifically how we get parasites. This is a weird one. Yep. <laughs> so here's your warning. This episode will contain conversation about poop. And critters, like alien and, critters invading you. Yep. Um, something we probably don't want to admit or know. That's true. It's important to know. Yes. So I'm going to drop some things on you and we're going to talk about it. Okay. So the first thing is most of us have parasites. So there are different kinds of parasites. Usually when you hear the word parasite, well, what do you think of? I think of um, animals with parasites with like a tapeworm. Yep. Totally. So, which by the way, is not something you should ever YouTube. I'll warn you now. So <laughs> it's disturbing. So there are things called protozoa. There are things called worms. There are even things called flukes. These all fall into the parasite family. And indeed, right, we think about animals having parasites so much so that, that I'm guessing like once a year you go to the vet and you maybe get something like a dewormer from your vet. I know that that happens with my my pets, um, my puppies, uh, visits, yep. they do a dewormer. Yeah. Yep. So usually that's a standard of care for pets. And here's the funny thing. We don't do it for humans like standard in at least the Western world. There are actually certain countries and cultures tend to be more lower income, which there's infinite intelligence in that experience. Right. And they value things like parasite cleanses and protocols and it's part of what they do Mm -hmm. to take care of their health it's that's interesting now you my question about that would be is that because of the quality of the water that they have and so they've had to do this in order to be okay because they're exposed more to parasites This is such a good question. So let's talk about how you can get parasites because that will answer that question. So we know our animals get them, right? Here's the thing. If you pet your animal 
kiss your animal, get very close to your animal, they can give you these things, right? So first of all, they travel. It's not like they're like, oh, you know what? We're Because this is a dog, we're going to stay here. We're not interested in any other mammal. No, that's not how it works, right? So that's first, right? So we definitely can get them from our pets or share them with our pets. For the record, they could get it from us. But you might be shocked to know that there are common sources of parasites in developed countries just as much as the places you probably think of when you think about, oh, they probably don't have great water quality or they live, you know, in very close proximity. I think a lot of people think of like India, that part of Asia, when they think about parasites. Yeah. And here's the thing. We actually have these in our water. So depending on your water source, you could have parasites in your water. But more common than that, typically, people get it from food. And this is one of those things where I always laugh when somebody who's a vegan tells me that they're vegan so they don't get parasites. And it's like, well, I have some fun information for you, which is that one of the most common exposure sites of parasites and just organisms that can mess up your gut actually is vegetables, um, especially raw vegetables. So that is a very interesting thing to learn. But the most common sources of kind of how you're going to get parasites as a human being living in, you know, New York state (laughs) is going to be likely from produce, from undercooked meat or sushi. Yes. From a pet. Sushi. I know from a pet or other animal that you've come very close to or from a loved one who has them. Oh God. Where are we safe? We're safe nowhere. (laughs) Nowhere are we safe, but here's the thing. We don't need to be afraid of, right? No. So that's what I want to normalize here. So first of all, there are certain organisms, including certain parasites that really have evolved with us and actually may serve some protective measures, having a small amount of them, right? The problem is when parasites converge with humans who really aren't taking care of their gut in the way even they think they do, because I meet a lot of people who think they're taking care of their gut because they follow a particular diet and that ain't it. There's a lot more to it, right? Mm -hmm. So if your gut is not functioning optimally or close to optimally, and you come in contact with the parasite, it's going to be able to grow strong and multiply much easier. If your gut is properly cared for and you're routinely reinforcing and making sure everything is functioning well and you're not having leaky gut and your intestines are calm and all that good stuff and you have the right balance of organisms to help protect you and you come in contact with some of these parasites, they're not going to thrive in that environment. Mm -hmm. So the best protection for parasites is twofold. One, take get your gut into a good spot. Mm-hmm. Right. Which we can talk about what that really means, but I'll leave it at that for a moment. Get your gut into a good spot. And the second thing is do an annual parasite protocol. I mean, that's a big deal because like, first we have to admit that we're carrying parasites to ourselves totally. and to the world. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then, and I also and just want to say, what do you do? Where do you start? 
Totally. And I also want to say this is not medical advice, by the way, mm-hmm. I do not recommend people do a parasite protocol by themselves, especially the first time I teach people how to do it. Right. So like you can learn how to do it and then do it yourself, but you need to learn from somebody who is a professional that understands how these things work and can guide you through the process. Because the first time you do a parasite protocol is your most vulnerable because a lot of people do not prepare their body for it. And you actually need to prepare before you want to kill things off that are living in your body. I was going to say like, there's, there's a good portion of time where you really need to dedicate toward, like you said, healing your gut Yes, before you want to go detoxing things out of it. Exactly. And the things you need to focus on are the things that are not sexy. They're the things that are hard, but simple, right? So before somebody even considers doing parasite work, ideally you are ensuring your diet is nourishing, ensuring that your diet um, is one that supports your best gut health. So more cooked vegetables than raw vegetables, making sure you're actually eating enough animal protein, right? right? Making sure that you're eating like warming foods and foods that contain extra benefits for gut health, like bone broth, right? So making sure that your diet is really nourishing, right? Making sure that you are eating in a way where your blood sugar is balanced. And the reason this is important before you do parasite work is your liver. So your liver is deeply involved in hormone regulation and in balancing your blood sugar. And it also needs to be functioning well in order to work with you through a parasite protocol, because it's going to be part of what helps to move things out, right? That's its job. Right. right. So we need to make sure our blood sugar is balanced, which most women, this has been such a common theme with women I've been interacting with in the balanced hormone blueprint. Most of us are having crashes of low blood sugar. And so of course you go to the doctor and they look at your blood work and it looks good, right? Because your fasting blood glucose is where they want to see it. Your A1C is where they want to see it. However, you're having a lot of issues with blood sugar regulation. They're just blood sugar regulation issues where it's happening at times where a physician isn't really suspecting it's happening and potentially happening while you're asleep. So you may not even have the awareness. So blood sugar regulation I'm seeing is a huge, huge, huge issue that a lot of us aren't paying attention to, right? So need to make sure that's in place. You need to address your toxin exposure because that is a big part of what makes you vulnerable in the first place for these things to really take a hold. And I want to include in the conversation of toxins well beyond just like your personal care products. I also want to include your thoughts, Mm -hmm. which can be toxic and toxic to your body, right? Absolutely. So that needs to be addressed as well. And there are probably a few other things that you should consider, but at the least those things all need to be addressed and you need to make sure that your detox pathways or your drainage pathways, the way things can leave your body are open, That is critical. And a lot of people skip this and people hate when I say, you know, I interact with a lot of people on social media and they hate when I say you should take the balanced hormone blueprint before you do parasite work. They're like, what? That's a hormone course. Y'all no. It sounds like a hormone course to you, but me as the person who intelligently created this, it's a hormone and gut healing course. It is the first step to doing any kind of intensive gut healing work that you're going to do. Mm -hmm. So that said, right, right, we need to prepare ourselves for doing this type of parasite work. But 
you also need to prepare yourself because you're going to see some things. <laughs> uh, Have you ever seen some things in the toilet, Jen? Um, I, I did at one point, I think. I think what I asked you like? about them. Yeah. You know, the little white specks. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yep. White specks are common. They can be a couple of different things. Definitely can be some eggs, right? Ew. Also, I know, I know. Also, it can be um, something that's kind of been stuck in the gallbladder. So it's good to move it out, right? Um yeah, it's it's fascinating, right? Seeing things in the toilet, but it can also be terrifying. So yeah, I mean, I think that is what that alone is what has prevented me a little bit from doing it. Also, I've been working on getting my body into a place where it could handle that, yeah. handle doing that. So as you know, and um working on gut health, yeah. blood sugar balancing and all of that. And I've been at it for over a year now. Yeah. And not to disclose too much about you, but I think you're finally ready for it actually. And I think if you had tried to do it earlier, it might've been too much for your body or your mind actually. I agree. I, and you know, this is when that intuitive sense comes in. And, you know, when we talk about really being able to tune into our body, the signals and understand how it communicates with us is like, I knew that that I wasn't ready for that. I knew that like in order for me to create a long lasting, sustainable healing journey that I had to take it slow. Yeah. Like that was an inner knowing, even though I can sometimes have the personality where it's like all or none, give me all the things I want to fix it all right now. But with this, it felt very different. And I think that is just coming from that awareness and that uh, mindset of like, I'm communicating with my body and trying to listen and use the intuitive piece there that we all have. Totally. And I think a lot of us go between those two, by the way, the, the space of like, give me it all. Let's do it all. Let's just take care of it all right now. And then the space of like, wait, there's a time and place. Right. And in general to be successful and truly, I, I feel like remapping, rebuilding your health. You need to know it takes time. Anybody who's promising you or telling you, or even just you thinking that just you're going to do something for three months and that's it, you're going to be all the way fixed. It's not how this works. Like health isn't a destination. It's a way of being right. It's a way of caring. It's a way of caring and committing to caring. You know, it's, it's a commitment to, I'm going to continue to care for myself. I've been trying to say to myself, in the morning when I wake up, like, thank you body. And how can I take care of you today? Mm, Um, and it's a nice, it's just a really nice little practice that, um, sets me up mentally for that. Now the actions that I take today are to care for my well being, And it doesn't always work out. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always mean that I feel 100% perfect all the time. You know, in fact, the part of what brought us to this conversation is I had a stomach thing this week. That's been like a recurrent thing for me. Yeah. Stomach things are the worst. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, how is this happening? Why is this happening? I've been taking really good care of myself. And you know, it's like when we go into that space in our head, it, I have learned and I redirect it to say, 
it, you know, this is my body communicating again. Mm -hmm. This is it doing its job. It's communicating something. It's telling me next step. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. And also, I just want to point out sometimes certain things get worse before they get better. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also part of, and this doesn't really apply to you, Jen, but maybe somebody listening, it does. We're like, we don't have awareness until we start trying to make changes when it comes to our health. And then all of a sudden it's like, you're, the house is on fire. That's the analogy I use. And you're like, yeah. the whole house is on fire. I can't contain the fire. And it's like, all of a sudden you notice when you feel really bad, you notice when you eat something that makes you feel really shitty. You notice when you accept plans with a friend and you really don't want to go because you're tired, you know, like you start to have more awareness and it can sometimes feel like you're worse off because of making these changes. And in fact, that can be part of the healing process. There's an actual name for this phenomena. Do you know this? Um, is it the healing crisis? Yeah. So th <laughs> there's that. And, and the term that's used sometimes is Herxheimer reaction. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or, or shortened Herxing. So you're Herxing is something that people might say. So it's interesting because that's something that comes up when um, you go through Reiki training. Ooh. Um, when people become attuned to Reiki for the first time, um, as an instructor of it, you know, we talk about that there's a, the word crisis, I wish wasn't in there, but yeah, that there's a healing crisis that you just up leveled frequencies in the body. And there are physical symptoms that can go along with that almost like as the way I think of it is almost like, if, like maybe a parasite cleanse, like there's going to be some unpleasantries about this as those little critters leave your body or die off. Right. Um, and, and, but that when it's happening and you might be able to back this up with, from a biological or a physiological standpoint, um, when it's happening, you might feel like flu-like symptoms or a headache or extra fatigued. And, but there's something about it. If you tune in, if you tune into your inner awareness and your intuition where you're like, but it's okay. It's not like when you are sick for you caught the flu and you're like, this is not okay. Like, this is so not okay. Mm -hmm. But when it's happening as part of healing, there's this under level feeling of like, it's all right. This was needed. So I'm wondering if that's yeah, something I mean that you see with people who are going through what the herc. So it's definitely something I try to normalize and I'll say there's a balance. So in particular, when I'm working with somebody or a group and we're doing something like a parasite protocol, first of all, I always want to prepare people with all the things you just said are possible, right? Second of all, you need to build up. So some, you don't want to start on like the ultimate kind of experience or dose or what you're ultimately might need to heal, right? And I think this is true for a lot of things, right? And Jen, probably in your work too, right? Like you may have a goal with a client that they're able to do a, a very complicated move or lift something very heavy, right? But in order to train them to do that and train their body to do that, you're not going to right away go to doing that thing, right? You're going to step and gradually build up to that. And a lot of people don't want to take the steps. If you take the steps, you can slow usually that type of response, although some bodies are so imbalanced that anything pushes them over the edge. Mm -hmm. So it's got to be so, so slow. 
can be. Yeah. It's so funny that you bring that up because I think about, and it's not the glamorous pieces of it. If I was saying, oh, you want to learn how to do 10 push-ups, we have to start with wrist mobility. Like we're starting as small as can you get on all fours and bear weight there, mm-hmm. right? So that's not glamorous or it's not as much fun. But if you skip those steps, then you're going to end up with wrists hurting or something else hurting. And, and because we skipped all the whole process leading up to it, like you're saying. Well, and in the long run, you will have learned how to do push-ups in a way that will serve you for the rest of your life. You will know that you're doing them correctly, right? Right. For the rest of your life. And I think this is a great analogy for the comparison between practitioners like you and I, who really think about breaking things down in a way and following how like physiology works, how bodies work, you know, creating a process and taking people through a process that's going to actually create lasting change versus the people out there who are just selling the how to go to zero to 10 pushups in a day. Right. Right. And, and lasting change, meaning like if you start with wrist pain, then you can't reach your goal because now you have to stop because you can't even get into it. So that's, we're not talking lasting change in a sense that it's sustained. I mean, we are, but even in the most simple terms of like, right. Yep. And the same thing happens with parasite work or gut work, you know, jumping into something that uses a lot of herbal supports or um, a lot of supplements to try to create major change. You know, what I say often to my clients when we're doing this kind of work is I say, those are the hammer, right? But we need to first make sure we've walked into the right room and the room is ready for us to nail something into the wall, Mm -hmm. right? And so all of those habits I talked about that are completely not sexy and hard, right? Like aligning your diet, you know, doing things that support your best gut health, working on your stress, right? Working on your toxin exposure. That's all the things you need to do to be able to walk into the room and pick up the nail, right? Mm -hmm. And then you pick up the hammer. But if you pick up your hammer and start swinging, right? right? In any old space, you never know what you're going to hit. And I see so many people not only selling that to people, but also it's what a lot of people think they want. Right. So a lot of people will come to me and just say, that's, that's it. That's what I want. Can I just do that? I mean, as soon as you hear, you might have parasites, you want them out. You want to clean them out. So you're like, that's it. What do I use? And you know, you can watch a, a 30 second TikTok video that tells you use this. And then you go and you get it. And then you know, your body wasn't maybe ready for that. And it can become more problematic, right? Totally. And that's the thing too, is like a a sub message here is like, first of all, a sterilized environment's never the goal ever. You would die. So we're not looking to completely sterilize and get rid of any kind of organism. We're actually looking to create more balance, right? And at we that's why we have to at the same time and before and after continue to work on the quality of your gut health right and make sure that the environment of your gut inside of your body is one that is so healthy that it's resistant to these things taking a hold mm-hmm. that's that sounds like a beautiful key. ultimate goal right right yeah, yeah. It is. So anyways, today I wanted us to start the conversation about parasites, but obviously this is a big Mac daddy one. And I even think we need to talk about full moon parasite stuff, 
But I'm going to pause us and I'm going to give us an invitation to our audience, which is, and I bet you all have questions about parasites. It is the one thing I feel like brings people out of the woodwork. So <laughs> we want to hear from you. If you follow Jen or I, or both of us, we want you to send us a DM. So in the week after this releases, so this is going to be released on a Friday. So in the days after that, find us on Instagram is the best place to direct message us at Marissa Faye Wellness at Jen Nickel 09. Find us, send us a DM with your questions about parasites. We will record a follow-up to this answering some of your questions, also talking about the full moon. And yeah. I think, oh, go ahead, Jen. I think that it might be kind of nice if people do have questions. I'm going to be starting a protocol, right? So I uh, might have some insider insights. Yes, <laughs> I love going that. through it. <laughs> yes, I love that. So you can speak firsthand as somebody in it. Obviously, yeah. I can speak about it as somebody who's done it and let other people about through it. But we want your honestly your grossest, weirdest questions. The weirder, the better. So do not be shy. Let us know what your questions are. We will record a follow-up for you and just continue this conversation about parasites and how they impact our health and why we need to address them and how and all that good stuff. Sound good? Sounds intriguing. Right? <laughs> yeah. So what are you a yes for today? I'm a yes for taking the small, not so glamorous steps to create a sustainable outcome. Yeah, I love that. And I am a yes today, as I am for most days, to creating balance and to not focusing on sterilization, right? Like, oh, I like that. Yeah. Right. Cre allowing for things to exist and just creating a healthier environment. Beautiful. Right. Where can people find you? I'm on Instagram and TikTok at jennickel09. Love it. And I am on Instagram and TikTok. I party mostly on TikTok at Marissa Faye Wellness. You can always check out the Balanced Hormone Blueprint at balancedhormoneblueprint.com. And you can also check out Jen's online studio at theelementsexperience.com. <laughs> Love it. So send us a DM. Let us know your weirdest questions about parasites. And we can't wait to continue the conversation. Well, I can't wait. You could probably wait. Maybe. I don't know. I, we'll see. <laughs> All right, everyone. Peace out. Mm -hmm.